for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Sorry, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so if I'm a little rusty, I apologize. I've been dealing with a lot of family health issues. I've been following the page for any amount of time. You already know what's going on, but I appreciate your guys' support and all the love that we've gotten over the last month, month and a half or so. But tonight, we have a very special guest, we have Arini Nomiku. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I was, I like, I try and pride myself on pronouncing names right. So I'm <laughs> glad I was able to get it. You got it. <laughs> so first off, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down, chat, uh, get to know more about you, your upbringing in Greece, and then kind of your transition mm-hmm. over into, L- or you're in LA right now currently? Yeah, I'm in LA right now. And then kind of your transition over into LA and uh, your whole musical journey. So I'm really excited to kind of get to know more about you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to meet you <laughs> and talk with you. Yeah. Um, so first, before we kind of jump into everything, because you got, you're work- currently working on your debut album, it'll be out I'm assuming yeah. later this year or early next year. We're not exactly sure yet. We're hoping to finish with all re- the recordings in October. So probably maybe next year, maybe with when the next year comes, gotcha. the album will be out. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. So before we kind of jump into all that and that whole process that you've been going through, um, what's kind of your background? What got you, or what's kind of your background first? Let's jump there first. Well, so I grew up in Greece Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know, I guess my, my, my mom is a ballerina Mm -hmm. um, and my dad always used to play music. He loves his music. He's not a professional musician, but he would always sit with his guitar and play songs for us and all that. So I guess from a very young age, I was drawn into it. Um, And then, you know, I started piano classes and then I wanted to try the guitar and then I wanted to sing. And I I was always in the school plays and like music productions or whatever. (laughs) So music has been my life. <laughs> so, so the piano was the first instrument you learned how to play. Yeah. What, what was yeah. it about the uh, piano that kind of interest? I, I really don't remember. We already had a piano in the house, so I guess it was the thing that I could just go to and play, mm-hmm. and it's the first thing that I knew. Um, so I guess I just liked it and wanted to learn it. I really, I was so young. I don't even remember asking my parents for piano classes, but apparently I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, you know, I, I was their first child, so they couldn't say no. hundred <laughs> percent understood. Um, and so you were, uh, you were, I don't want to gloss over this. You were 
uh, born in Greece. Um, Mm -hmm. how, How long did you end up living in Greece before you decided you wanted to move? So I lived in Greece until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. until I was 18. Um, and then I knew I was going to study music and Greece is wonderful. I love my country, but the music scene is not, it's, there is a music scene, but it's more Greek and traditional music. And I wanted to do more of like American music and pop and explore that field. So I had already decided that as soon as I graduate high school, I'm going to leave Um, And I went to the UK for three years and I did my bachelor in vocal performance and songwriting. And after that, I decided to come to the US. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, You kind of already knew where I was going with it, with uh, (laughs) ask uh, what the scene was kind of like in Greece. Were, Were you already starting to dabble in playing professionally in Greece and then before you moved or were you just kind of playing with the idea? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, No, I, my first band that we started. So yeah, when I was 14, I want to say me and a couple of friends from school, we had a rock and blues band and we started playing and it was a great band. We were really good for our age. I can't lie. (laughs) Um, So we started getting booked. Uh, in like bars and venues. So I was playing professionally in Greece before I decided to study music. Gotcha. What, what, why did you want to study music if you've already kind of been playing for a good amount of your life? I always feel like I can learn more and grow. And because in Greece, I didn't really have music at my school Uh and I didn't go to music school I always felt like it would be a great opportunity for me to be around more musicians and learn more stuff because you know when you go to music school you don't know only sing and play you learn theory you learn uh, like music business you learn music history and all these like little elements add to your performance and your musical knowledge and all that. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So is it fair to say while you were playing in Greece, you were a little bit more self-taught as far as, um, yeah, musical abilities. And then when you went on to the UK to study music, you kind of became, you became more technically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely grew and, developed my musical skills i mean in greece i i did piano until i graduated like Mm -hmm. until i left greece i still did piano so i knew my like i knew theory i knew like all the theoretical stuff because i had to do it for the piano and i also had vocal classes in greece Mm -hmm. but it was it wasn't a full-time thing it was after school once or twice a week yeah, understood, understood. Yeah. Um, and so then when you left Greece, you uh, mentioned that you ended up going to BIMM in Brighton, UK. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it about that school kind of that drew you there instead of maybe coming out to LA or going to Boston? Um, or well, 
I I had a boyfriend at the time that was in the UK. <laughs> and I wasn't feeling I mean definitely the the fact that my boyfriend was there made it easier for me to move to the UK and be closer to him and a bunch of my friends were already in the UK as well so it's it was kind of the easier way to go um I was thinking about I had applied in schools in the US as well but I, when the time came, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go. <laughs> gotcha. Makes sense. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so growing up, growing up in Greece, uh, playing piano and kind of having this idea that you wanted to pursue music professionally, mm-hmm. who were some of your influences kind of growing up? Music? Oh my God. So many influences. You know, that's the thing. I feel like, every couple of years, my influences change. So like when I started, my dad was playing the Beatles in the house and like all these classic rock bands from the seventies and the eighties. So I definitely have a lot of artists that have inspired me from that era. Um, After that, I got into jazz and I like, I used to listen to Ella Fitzgerald and, um, Miles Davies and all these classic jazz people. And I was so into it for a while. Um, after that, I got really into Neo Soul and like more funky, poppy stuff and like Wolfpack and Snarky Puppy and Hiatus Coyote. So there's definitely not one specific artist that I'm inspired and influenced by. Um, I think it's just a mixture of all these people that I love listening to. Gotcha. I, I could definitely pick up the li- listening to the uh, one uh, uh, Mister that you have on your website, mm-hmm. the YouTube uh, or the YouTube uh, video. I definitely picked up like the funk neo soul kind of feel to it. Like, yeah, it just really spoke to me. It stood out to me. It was. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> so, but we'll get it. We'll get a little bit more into that uh, and your new album coming up. Sure. Um, so. After you graduated, you ended up moving out to LA after that, or? Yeah, not not exactly after that. I went back to Greece for uh, about seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came to LA. Gotcha. And then, so how long have you been out in LA now? I think it's been three years. Okay. Yeah. And- How's LA been treating you? Like, I know LA is a tough city for some people to get in, but it's very easy for a lot of people. So it's, it's, yeah, no, I, I love the city. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the lifestyle. It's kind of my vibe, (laughs) but it's definitely harder than I thought. Um, and you really got to work and network and get out and meet people and just be in it. If you want to make it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you've been out in LA now for three years and you've mm-hmm. got the album that you're working on. Uh, how long have you been kind of working on this album? So the whole process started um, a little bit, a little bit before COVID, I want to say. Um, and this, I applied. So it was through 
um, Musicians Institute, the school that I went to when I moved here. Um, and I saw this ad about a studio in Boston that's looking for rising artists. Um, and I applied and they selected me. I don't know like how many artists applied, but I was one of the, the ones that got selected. So they helped me build a crowdfunding campaign. Um, and we raised money and we had this whole month of organizing and reaching out to people and sending emails. It was, it was a lot of work, but it was so much fun. And then we launched the campaign exactly a year ago, I think. Okay. So yeah. So you started a little bit before COVID and then, um, probably about a year ago, you launched the campaign and the campaign's been doing well, I take it. If you're- Yeah, so the campaign is over now. It, it went on for two months okay. until we were like, we had a goal that we needed to reach. Um, and that was like, we did that. <laughs> we, we achieved our goal. That's always good. Um, I, Cause there's a lot of projects that don't meet their goal on GoFundMe or Kickstarter yeah. or, or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever platform you're using. No, no, we did. And we raised even more money and I'm, I'm, I'm able to record one extra song because nice. everyone was so supportive and giving and helpful. I I'm really glad that I, I can't explain like my feeling when we reached the goal and I was like, Oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That's awesome. Oh, so you started working on this a little over a year and a half ago. Uh, had you been writing and had you had the idea for an album before you applied to the yeah. studio? Or so I had a, sorry. Go yeah, go ahead. No, good. I was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had a bunch of songs that were already written um, and I had already played a couple of live shows with my band Mm-hmm. and my original music, but I never had the chance to record it. Um, so everything was ready. Um, it was just a matter of picking out which songs would go together and, mm-hmm. and go for it. What was that? Uh, what was the song selection process kind of like, did you find that you already had everything you needed written or did you find yourself writing more as you kind of went through the song selection process? I, I did write more songs. Um, there's two songs that I wrote during the process that are going to be in the album. And then I wrote like a bunch of other songs that are not in the album, but they're new. <laughs> um, but my whole idea about this album was um, having songs of people and of yeah of my like the whole album mm-hmm. is songs that talk about people that are or have been in my life um and that's the album's called anthropolection anthropos is greek in greek is people mm-hmm. um and anthropolection like the other half is collection so it's people collection in a way right. 
I was going to ask you what the title of the album was because I saw you uh, promoted on your uh, YouTube page, but I didn't see a yeah title there. So no, that's awesome. And do do you find that you have a lot of Greek influence in this album, or do, are you kind of staying more with the Americanized like neo? Did you find, try and find a way to incorporate your heritage into the music? I guess is the best way to ask that question. Um, not really. So the music that I write doesn't really have that Greek influence. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more Westernized American pop funky stuff. Um, but I do love Greek music and I have a couple of bands that we play Greek traditional stuff in LA. Awesome. I, um, so for your, the band that you're recording with currently, Mm -hmm. what is the current makeup of the band? Uh, how long have you guys been playing together? You know, that fun stuff. So that's, so the band that I'm playing live shows with is different than the people that I'm recording with because the studio that I record is in Boston. Mm -hmm. They have their own musicians because otherwise we would have to pay for tickets and rooms for my band to fly to Boston and record. And that would be much more expensive than our budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but they're all great musicians and they get what I want this album to be. And they're very cooperative and all that. Um, but with my band that we play live shows, I've known the guys for about three years because we went to the same school. Yeah. Um, and we've been playing together the last two years, I want to say. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So the, did you, for the band that you're recording with in Boston, mm -hmm. did, did you have a say in who you were recording with or is, was it all recommendations by the studio? Um, it's kind of a mix. So they have their own people that they recommend mm -hmm. and I'm also free to, uh, recommend someone and bring them in if that's what I want. But we did the first song with Mr. The one that you heard, mm -hmm. we did it all with their musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was really happy with what they did for that. So I was, I was, I, I was more than glad to have them to the, for the whole album. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Mr. Because it is the, one of the songs that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Is that, going to be kind of the lead single coming off of it or what's kind of the plan behind that song as well yeah so we used that song for the crowdfunding campaign just to like have a little bit of something for the people to listen to and feel like they are supporting something that's actually going to happen mm -hmm. and something that they like so yeah it's probably going to be the first single that i'm going to release um, and then I'm going to drop the whole album soon after that. Awesome. Uh, and so I, I take it the version that's up on your website is more of a rough cut and not a finalized version. Um, no, it, final. it, it is finalized. It's not released and public yet. So yeah. only if you go to my website, you can listen to it yeah. <laughs> and save the link. Gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very smart though. Like I, I love the way you kind of did that because I went to your YouTube page to see if I could find it. 
mm-hmm. that they couldn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still secret just for the ones that actually want to go and listen to it. <laughs> so for Mr. Um, what's kind of the story behind that song? So that song is about a guy that I used to see all the time when I was in the UK. And we literally never exchanged a word. We never spoke, mm-hmm. but we would see each other all the time because I would walk home from school and I go through a skate park in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and he was a skater. So he was always hanging there and we would look at each other. We had like this crazy eye contact <laughs> thing going on, but we never, never spoke. And I saw him the last day before I left the UK and we just said hi to each other. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it was such a funny story. And this mister is kind of like how I would want it to go. Mm-hmm. Cause in the song we exchange, like we drink, a dr- we have a drink together and we hang and we talk and it's all like happy, happy and nice and mm-hmm. romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a story of how I would want to have how I would want it to have happened with this guy. <laughs> gotcha. Completely understood. That's yeah. and are, are you looking at the possibility of doing like a proper music video for it? Or is that like way down the line? No. Yeah. We were, we're actually discussing this with a friend now cause he is a film editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're coming with all these crazy ideas of how we're going to shoot it. Um, and he's a skater as well. So we want to have like skater guys in it. And I mean, I, my whole, so my Greek crew in LA, <laughs> we all skate and surf. So we kind of want to make something fun that we're going to enjoy shooting. Nice. Hey, anytime I hear skating and music videos, I automatically go back to the late nineties, early two thousands kind of yeah. punk scene music videos. Yeah. Always seem to come out and it, as a video producer myself, I do like a bunch of video production and editing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. It, it's always been one of my dreams to try, kind make a music video as kind of a throwback to that kind of era of music. Yeah. So it was very DIY, very, I don't want to say low quality cause that's not really what it is, but like a very mm-hmm. feel to it. Yeah. I, I'm still waiting for that. Right. So, <laughs> or the right artist or the right act. You you'll know? get it. You'll get, you'll find it. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Um, so that that's in the works and coming up soon. Um, yeah. I, where, where are you kind of at in the, I know we talked about this, uh, before mm-hmm. we jumped on here, uh, where are you kind of at in the process of creating the album? So we have fully recorded bass, drums, and keys for all songs. Um, I have a session for guitar next week, actually. And then we just have to finish up with the guitars. We're adding some strings and brass sections. And then it's just vocals and we're done. Awesome. So you're going out to Boston next weekend? Is that what I'm hearing? No. So no. I'm. we're doing everything uh, through uh, Zoom. Okay. And I'm just going to 
go to Boston to record the vocals when the time comes. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it's been really nice. I didn't expect to have such a great quality of sound through Zoom. It's not through Zoom, actually. It's this, I don't know what it, it's a website. I'm not sure what it is. It's a platform mm-hmm. that connects the producers, like the studio's equipment with the console and okay. the sound goes in and gotcha. I get whatever. So basically they've got their, their board and their production, their hardware to route to the computer and you yeah. hear exactly what they're Exactly, hearing. yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. It's really good. It's it's great. Perfect. You know, it's it, it's amazing where technology has gotten us. These, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. I, like a year and a half ago, I would have never thought that I would be doing interviews over Zoom, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now you can do like full productions over Zoom, which exactly. is exactly so. It's crazy. Yeah. So, outside of outside of music uh mm-hmm. it seems like music's kind of been taking over your life over the last uh couple of years um yeah. what are some of the things that you like to do to kind of get away from everything um surf skate <laughs> eat <laughs> so yeah if i'm not doing music i'm probably surfing or skating and then we always cook with my friends like after <laughs> Is surfing something that you picked up in California or were you always doing that even in Greece? Um, I started before I moved in to California. So like, I think four or five months before I moved here, I started surfing in Greece. Mm-hmm. But then when I got to LA, it was everywhere. So I, so I got much better because in so Greece, it's you, not started, you started learning in Greece and then you, moved to LA and you just totally embraced the lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) And then is it kind of the same thing for skating or have you been skating for a lot longer? Uh, No, no. I started skating after I moved to LA. Gotcha. Now are you talking skateboarding or roller skating? Skateboarding. Okay. That, that yeah. seems like a very LA thing to do. Like it just, is, it yeah. is very LA. <laughs> right. That's so like, I mean, not to go down a rabbit hole here, but it, I kind of feel like that's where skateboarding really got popular. Yeah, yeah it so. did. It's true. You know, dog town and everything. Yep, yep, yep. I, I yep. Watch that movie probably about once a month, either the <laughs> Same. documentary about them or the movie. It just kind of depends on what I'm feeling. <laughs> But that's funny because that's a funny story, actually, because when I started surfing, Mm -hmm. I started hanging with all these surfer dudes, whatever. And they had a party. They threw a party one night that was kind of a secret event. So I just I I was at my house one day and I received the message and was like, watch the movie and send send me a text at 9 p.m. for the location. And it was Dogtown. The movie was Dogtown. And I watched the movie. I was like, okay, what does that even mean? Like, is the party going to be like a, in a pool or what's happening? <laughs> and then I get the address and it's in the middle of this field that there's nothing in it. And I walk there and there's a light at the end of it. And there's a skate ramp and a, like a little floating, like a floatable pool yeah. with drinks in it. <laughs> nice. And it was such a cool way to like, 
make people come to a party. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say it was going to be at the old Zephyr shop and it was, be, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and then, so that that's kind of your um, escape from music, but it's very funny how skateboarding and music kind of intertwine as well. Cause like you, yeah. you associate skateboarding a lot with a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you brought up uh, cooking. Uh, yeah. What, what kind of dishes do you like to prepare or make? So I, I'm not the one that cooks. I'm yeah. the one that helps with the cooking. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but I, I love to help. And so my, one of our friends is obsessed with MasterChef. So we just try out all these crazy recipes from MasterChef. And then she had a, like a fa- she was going through a phase that she loved Asian food. So we would try to make like all these Asian dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it depends. It depends on the period and what the mood is. We have different cuisines that we try out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I think everybody kind of goes through that where it's like, yeah, hey, I'm not feeling Asian tonight. I'm feeling, tacos. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everybody's always feeling tacos. So yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> but, oh no! Oh, awesome. you have to try the Greek tacos that we make. Maybe if you come to LA, we'll make you Greek tacos. <laughs> okay, please explain. So it's not it's not something crazy. You okay. make the minced meat that you make for uh, bolognese, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. And then you just add yogurt and avocado and uh, Greek cheese or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Greek. Nice. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like something I had once. I'm, I'm, no. It's, it's not too different from like Mexican food. It's just that you use Greek ingredients and greeks cook it gotcha gotcha (laughs) being that you're from greece and i grew up on the south side of chicago and there was a greek deli that my father and i used to go okay or not a greek Mm -hmm. deli a greek um grill like it was like a grill type thing yeah is it pronounced gyro gyro or gyro or what's that it's gyro gyro okay yeah. <laughs> because I've heard it pronounced all three ways mm-hmm. and I never know. So I'm... No, the the correct one is Yiros. Okay. That's yeah. My grandpa used to pronounce it, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so no, I, I grew up eating Euros like every mm-hmm. every Sunday morning when we'd go out for breakfast, it'd be Euros and eggs and like yes. <laughs> Then, it's uh, good, right? Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. I cannot, I'm in Waco, Texas right now, and I cannot find a good Greek spot to mm-hmm. get euros. Every place I go, it's like pre-made, but I grew yeah. up in an area where they'd have like the whole rack of, cause what is it? Uh, yeah. Like, the, uh, the lamb. Yeah. yeah. Then they'd like have the whole rack, the rack of lamb right there. And then they just carve it off right mm. there. It's fresh. It's perfect. Yeah, they were doing it the right way. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a I had a difficult time finding a good gyro place in LA as well. <laughs> so in fact, I'm always trying to expand my palate. Given that I eat gyros 
is there anything else in the Greek kind of food palette that I should try? Um, have you tried moussaka, moussaka? I've heard of it. I've never tried it. Mm, you should. You should definitely try it. It's great. What, um, what is it exactly? So it's, it's like lasagna, mm -hmm. but with no pasta, with vegetables. So it's potato, eggplant, minced meat, um, and like the bechamel and cheese. Gotcha. And then there's different combinations of, um, of vegetables, I think, that you can put. But I think the original one is eggplant, potato, and minced meat. Gotcha. I will have to try that. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> I, I'm still, like, I, I don't really trust anything in what <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I haven't even found a place that could make a good Euro sample. Yeah. <laughs> so, but actually, you know what's funny is there's a place that I went to in New Mexico. It was a Greek and Mexican restaurant combo. Like, they sold okay. Greek food and they sold Mexican food. Hmm. I'm was not it good? sure that they were making the uh, euros right because I couldn't quite see back into their kitchen, but the food was amazing. Like their euro sandwich was amazing. That's what counts. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. end. Yeah, in the, the end. And then they had um, they like they served it with French fries, but they had like some kind of a Greek seasoning. It wasn't just salt. It was like some okay Greek seasoning on it. It was just like. Yo, whatever you guys mm. are doing, it's perfect. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is kind of funny because you don't associate New Mexico with, with Greek yeah, food. Yeah. And then you know this it serves Greek and Mexican food, and it's just kind of like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, we'll we get here. So that's amazing. What's the place called? I might go if I'm in New uh, Mexico. Well, let me look it up now because. Because when I went to New Mexico two years ago, we just had Mexican food. <laughs> gotcha. Where'd you go uh, in New Mexico? Oh, Santa Fe. Okay, Santa Fe. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, let's see. All right. It was called uh, Caesars. Caesars, okay. Which... Note that. Yeah. Which is kind of a interesting name for it. But, but... <laughs> it's not Mexican or Greek. <laughs> <laughs> yep nope this is definitely it because it's got greek color palette on one side mexican color palette on the other awesome and, i'll i'll check it out yeah. so but yeah no it, it's always fun when i get an when i get the opportunity to talk about food it's always fun to do <laughs> yeah it, it's my favorite thing to do eat mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's your favorite food to partake and eat Ooh. That's a hard question. So actually, if you go to a Greek taverna, mm -hmm. it's mostly seafood and finger food, but mm -hmm. it's so good. And you just get so many dishes and you share with everyone. And it's the best thing ever. <laughs> so that's definitely my favorite thing to like, if, if you're sharing food, and you're with your friends hanging, mm -hmm. definitely a Greek taverna is the best thing to do. <laughs> nice. I will, I will have to give that a try. Like I'm learning, <laughs> learning so much tonight. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, so kind of, uh, obviously 
you're working towards the album, you're finishing it up as, mm-hmm. um, as the pandemic kind of hopefully goes away but <laughs> and as you finish up your album, what's kind of the plan moving forward? Um, the plan is to promote the album and put it out there, um, have as many people as possible listening to it mm-hmm. and also playing live. I hope I can possibly tour one day. Um, I I just want to play music and share the love, you know? Yeah, I feel you. When there isn't a global pandemic going on, uh, how often are you usually playing live shows? Or how often do you get out to play? So I have a couple of projects that I'm playing with. um, And... Even even now that things just started to open up, I definitely have like two or three shows per month, um, which is not a lot, but compared to nothing that was before three months ago, <laughs> it's a start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, but you know things are opening up and we're starting to get booked more. So I hope that this number is going to increase. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things because you kind of run this delicate balance of oversaturating yourself. But I have a feeling mm-hmm. like out in L.A., because L.A. is such a big city itself. And then you've got all the like suburbs mm-hmm. and surrounding cities that you could probably play pretty consistently. Yeah. Never really saturate the market unless you're playing seven days a week for three years straight. And, and yeah. leaving the Southern California region, then you might oversaturate yourself. But, yeah, I agree. Um, where, where's a kind of a dream place that you want to travel to, to play music? Mm. Huh. I really don't know. Definitely. I definitely want to travel around Europe and play music. Um, definitely around the United States. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think those two are the two main, main continents that I want to tour. Gotcha. Since you've moved to the U.S., have you had an opportunity, or other than L.A. and I'm guessing Boston, have you had an opportunity to kind of travel anywhere or? Yeah. So um, we did a huge road trip with a couple of friends Mm -hmm. um, before, um, maybe two years ago. And we drove from Pennsylvania to LA. Okay. And that's where Santa Fe comes in. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And we saw all like most of the States around there, but we went, we didn't go through uh, route 69. We went all the way down to New Orleans and then drove through Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. Where, cause I kind of know, the route you took because I've take I take that route all the time when I go down mm-hmm. to my uh, dad. Yeah. Uh, that southern Louisiana where you're going through the swamp, if you mm-hmm. at the right time, it is absolutely beautiful. Like whether yeah. it's sun up or sundown, it's perfect depending on which way yeah. you're traveling. Obviously, I think we were driving during the night, so we didn't really see it. Yeah. I, but yeah, I've heard I, I that it's too, so yeah, <laughs> I've heard that it's beautiful and it's definitely what I want to do next time I'm around there. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. Did you stop in uh, Roswell, New Mexico? Did you visit the aliens? No. No. No, we didn't. I we didn't have a lot of time because uh, I had to come back to LA for classes. Hmm. So we didn't stop to a lot of places that we wanted to. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. But means- we got to see a lot of other uh, wonderful spots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa Fe is amazing. Like just stopping in Santa mm-hmm. Fe. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, then for, from there, I'm assuming you probably just went straight to LA or did you stop in Arizona? Yeah, we stopped in Arizona as well. We went to Phoenix for a night and we went to the Grand Canyon as well. Nice. And I, I feel like we, I can't remember if there was another place that we went to in Arizona. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. The Grand Canyon <laughs> and Phoenix are usually the two places that people will go to. Yeah. Oh, I, we stayed at, oh, what's that village called? It's near the Grand Canyon. Um, 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 um. I think it's a skiing resort as well. Not Lake Tahoe. Um, no, no. No, no. Um, um, oh, I can't remember. My brain's not working. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But, so basically, you've been, you traveled from Pennsylvania south and then came back to, to LA. Yeah. That's actually a really cool way. I've dreamt of doing something like that. Like the craziest trip I've made was from Tallahassee, Florida, which is right there in the Mm -hmm. handle um, Mm -hmm. and drove to uh, Northern Montana. Okay. That's not bad. That was well. And I also kind of took a detour because I went out to Roswell, New Mexico, because I had friends out there. So it was like Tallahassee to Roswell. And then we went up to Montana. That was nice. Sounds nice. A trip. Long mm-hmm. trip. So, um, no, that's really cool. So, um, if anybody wants to kind of uh, support you or follow you on social media or kind of keep track of uh, the release of your upcoming album, uh, mm-hmm. where's the best place for them to do that? Um, you can find my website. It's my name spelled E R I N I N O M I K O U. Dot com <laughs> um, or Instagram, same spelling. Everything is with my name. Um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, but my website. I think it's the most update, up to date, um, and you'll find everything there. Awesome. What, what's been your uh, as far as like social media and kind of pr- uh, promoting the fundraising aspect and then the upcoming album release where do you kind of find your uh social media habits do you prefer facebook instagram twitter youtube um instagram and facebook i want to say instagram is definitely more of an everyday habit Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to like bigger announcements i use a lot of facebook as well Gotcha. I don't really use, I don't have Twitter. I, I never had. So I'm, I, I have no idea how it's used, but <laughs> Instagram and Facebook, I think it's good enough. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I have a Twitter, but it was, uh, I don't really post anything too professional. It's usually me yelling at sport or baseball <laughs> team that I follow for doing stupid. So, you know, oh. it's, it's one of those things. 
Yeah, my my parents also have Twitter accounts, and I think it's just them commenting on stupid Greek TV stuff and right. <laughs> just okay. so random. Uh, to sidetrack, I just clicked on your Facebook page, and I was mm-hmm. kind of scrolling through. And we were talking about Lords of Dogtown, and I just watched the video of you trying to mimic the one of the board slides that they do in the. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So much. Do you do you post a lot of videos of you uh, skateboarding and stuff like that, or is it was that mm. just like a one-off thing? Um, I not too many. I do post once a while uh a picture or a bit of me skating or surfing but it's mostly music stuff okay gotcha yeah but you know i think that's something like to kind of stay on the social media thing i think that's kind of what connects musicians to their fans is that Mm -hmm. they see that you're an actual person with other interests and other skill sets that it's like so you you got a person in let's say Boise, Idaho that's following and listening to your music who happens to skate and they see that you skate and you know that there's always that interconnectivity, you know. So Definitely. It, it it like as much as social media is kind I don't know, social media is an interesting beast and I think people kind of uh connect to that authenticity when you post something that you're really other like that, mm-hmm. that you're really into. So yeah, I agree. And I was always in between, like, should I have a page just for my music and then, like, have another page that's going to be my life and my personal stuff? Or should I just blend both? Yep. And I was like, fuck it, you know, this is who I am. Yep. This is what I like to do. And this also reflects to my music. So I might as well show the world that, this is me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you, so you, you actually go to skate parks and are you doing like trick outside the board slide and stuff that I saw? Are you doing like actual tricks or what's kind of, what kind of. I'm trying to, you know, so I'm not, I'm not great at street skating. Uh-huh. I do more of bowls and, you know, snake runs and, yeah half pipes and all that but i'm trying i'm trying to learn more street street street. skating tricks nice i'm gonna have to send this to my audio engineer because he (laughs) he grew he grew up in a suburb outside of boston and he used to all the time so no way (laughs) so it's uh and then he he got uh injured i believe i'm not 100 Uh, sure but yeah well yeah Um, (laughs) that's the thing with skating if you really want to learn and progress, you, you're going to get, you're going to eat shit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You're going to, you're going to really get injured. So yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. I, I didn't, when I was doing my research, I didn't pick up on the skateboarding thing. I don't know why, but don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but no, it's really awesome. I'm glad we got this opportunity to sit down and chat. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I, I chatted with you. I had a really good time. Thank you. And I'm, I'm really excited to listen to the rest of the album. Yeah. But until then, I will continue to listen to Mr. And put it on my <laughs> YouTube list and uh, all that fun stuff.
Awesome. Uh, but before we leave, uh, what's your uh, social media handles one more time? It's E-R-I-N-I-N-O-M-I-K-O-U. Awesome. Well, once yeah. again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you. Thank you. Cool. We are good. Sweet.